Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Your host is Michelle Beck. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, thrivers, their friends and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Michelle Beck. Hello and welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Michelle Beck. I'm a two-time 10-year survivor of breast cancer. I'm the patient programs assistant at Breast Friends of Oregon. And when I have time, I write at a blog called I Never Liked Pink. And that is how you can also find me on social media. So today, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, you can see I have a pink sister with me and we're all about that right now because you know what the pink is for whatever gets someone through and if it doesn't work for you great and if it does that's awesome so my guest today is amy tamas amy was a young single mom when she was diagnosed with breast cancer and we're going to dig into how the love and support of her daughter provided her so much to fight for and then after her journey she wanted to give back so she found a job helping others in oncology sales at biotheranostics And she's also going to share about this amazing new test called the Breast Cancer Index Test, which is made by Biotheranostics and how it helped her to make a decision on the use of aromatase inhibitors, which not my favorite thing. If you're a listener, you all know that. Uh, She loves being a patient advocate and spreading the word about awareness and treatment options. I have to give a little disclaimer here. Since Amy is an employee of Biotheranostics, a hologic company, she's speaking on her own behalf and statements reflect her personal views and interpretation. So Amy, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you for having me, Michelle. Such an honor. Um, So great to meet you as well and having me on your podcast today. I'm really excited to talk with you and let you know a little bit more about my journey. Well, why don't we get started then? So tell us a little bit about yourself personally. We'll get to the cancer stuff. Okay. I'm originally from South Texas. Um, I am 38 years old and my daughter's name is Stella. She is about to turn six years old. We currently live in Houston. And we work, I work for a company called Biotheranostics with Hologic, and it is an oncology sales job. And basically, my diagnosis and journey brought me to where I am today. Well, so many people that I've met in the breast cancer community, they decide after treatment, they want to do something to give back. And yeah. you are fortunate enough to do it in finding a career that yeah. helps you. It helps people, but it helps you give back and it pays the bills. So which is fabulous. Yes. <laughs> I definitely hit the trifecta for sure. That is definitely for sure. Um, you know, my dad was in pharmaceutical sales for a really long time. And that's where I started was pharmaceutical sales and COVID was, you know, a crazy year for us. And so many changes happened with companies. And that was my biggest prayer was, you know, Lord, just help me get through this. And if I get through this, I promise I'm going to give back in whatever way that looks like. I, I wanted purpose and I wanted to do something more. And so that's where I'm at today. And I'm so blessed and thankful for that. So again, thank you for having me so I can share this story and spread the word about um, survivorship, about awareness, and about what's out there to help breast cancer women, not just breast cancer, but so many things have evolved over Definitely. the past few years in oncology. And I am just so awed by what you do and making sure that you get the word out there for for, for patients 
that have well, um, cancer. So thank well, you. Well, same because what the breast cancer index test from Biotheranostics literally has changed my life. So I am so thankful for that. But so what what do you do? Like, what does your professional life look like on a day to day basis? What are you actually doing? So it changes every day. So um, I sell a test called Breast Cancer Index. Um, and so I work with big hospitals, MD Anderson Cancer Center, Kelsey Sebald, Methodist, Oncology Consultants, everything in Houston on the Gulf Coast, coast down to the Rio Grande Valley. Um, and basically, it's a genomic sequencing test. It's a really great test. It's a two-in-one. They're going to get a yes or a no. Yes, you continue out to 10 years on aromatase inhibitor or a no. And then you get a late distance recurrence number. Um, the two tests are separate, but it's it's in one test together. They take that original tumor and they look at whether it is um, responding to estrogen signaling. It's the newest and greatest thing. There's so much genetic sequencing testing out there and liquid biopsy testing. And so, you know, I'm so thankful to be a part of that. So every day, you know, I wake up, talk to doctors, set up meetings, lunches, dinners, make sure that they know about these NCCN guideline updates and these ASCO guideline updates and what we have to offer patients that can be life-changing for them. Definitely. I I was I had a guest a few weeks ago, multiple guests actually, talking about this amazing test called Define MBC, which is a new liquid biopsy test instead of mm-hmm. tissue biopsies for those dealing with metastatic disease. It literally, it just blew my mind. And they're they're working on trials across the country right now and hoping to go live around the country later this year. And it's just amazing. amazing. So let's kind of dig into you more personally. And obviously we've got Stella and you were, I know that she was young when you were diagnosed. Tell us about your diagnosis and treatment. What did you go through? So um, I separated around the beginning of um, 2020. Um, Stella and I were living on our own. She was three years old. I had a wonderful job. I had just won um, first in the nation for my company. I was in the cardiovascular world selling a drug called Vasipa, which was absolutely amazing and life-saving. And COVID hit, 2020. I had an annual scheduled for that April. Obviously, that did not happen. Um, and we pushed it back. And I had noticed some things in my 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 body, hormones changing. Um, I had noticed some weight loss. My immune system was just shut down. I mean, I've noticed so much in the past year that it was trying to do different things. And when I went to my annual, I noticed something on my right breast. And I went into the doctor. They checked it out. And um, the MP said, well, let's let's do a right breast ultrasound. You know, you have dense breast tissue. I said, okay. And I went home and I kept thinking to myself, why just my white right breast? Like, why one? Like, uh-huh. I've heard so many stories of one side, it being on one side and not the other. So I started to do self-breast examinations at home while I was waiting for this ultrasound. And I found something under my left breast around my four o'clock close to my rib cage. And I went back in and I told the doctor, I said, listen, I see something really would love to do a bilateral. Can you please order the bilateral? We pushed Bilateral it. ultrasound. Bilateral yeah. ultrasound. Yes. Ultrasound. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> right, thanks for clarifying that. And um, so needless to say, I missed my appointment. Um, it was a holiday Monday and I just completely forgot. Um, and when they called me to tell me, Amy, you missed your appointment. It was only for the right breast. 
And I said, well, I'm glad I missed it because I would have gone in, they would have checked one and I would have said one and done both the same, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, no, we really need to do the bilateral. There's an order for it. Can you please call my doctor back? And so there was a lot of back and forth. This ended up being July now. Mm. Um, Sure enough, there was something on my left breast that they wanted to look more into. So they ordered a mammogram and a biopsy. I was still a little bit in denial about it. No way. I'm too young. Breast cancer doesn't run in my family. My mom's never had it. My grandma doesn't have it. Probably, you know, a cyst, right? So I go in um, on August 3rd and I get um, a biopsy done. And literally 24 hours later, I get a phone call. Uh, my daughter's three. She's sitting on the couch and an MA calls me, which was a whole nother story. I was really sad in that it was just an MA and yeah. I had a lot of questions. She said, I'm sorry to tell you, you have breast cancer. And um, she couldn't tell me very much. She said, I'll send you your, um, your report and we'll go from there. And so, of course, my world fell apart. You know, yep. my daughter's three years old. I'm only 36 at the time. What do I do? You know, mm-hmm. that's one of the scariest days of my life, I think, um, was the unknown and thinking that I was invincible to something like this. So hundred um, percent. We I've I've been there. I get it. I was I was a little bit older. I was forty one and my son was eighteen months when I was diagnosed the first time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I feel you. Yeah. You're like, how do I tell my three year old child? Yeah. That mommy's sick and there's something that's inside her body that's basically trying to take her life. Um, so obviously it was during COVID, very high COVID. I had to make that decision. Am I going to travel and put my family in danger? Um, we had to be very, very careful. So my mom and my dad were my biggest supporters. Um, they're my village. They're, Stella is their only grandchild and they were going to fight for my life just like I was going to fight for mine. So Stella could have her mommy around. Um, and I had some wonderful doctors at MD Anderson. And luckily, when I got to MD, they caught it in my lymph nodes. And I say luckily because I had seen a prior physician to that and they missed it. Mm-hmm. And um, MD Anderson saved my life. My radiologist was amazing. And she said, I have a gut feeling. I want to test it before you go today. And she did. And 15 minutes later, she came right back and said to send your lymph nodes. And I cried. But I also thanked God at the same time. And, um, you know, it was just a blessing that they were able to find it all, find it all so we can get rid of it all. And that was my thought on it. And what was your course of treatment that you went through after that? So it was, I was diagnosed at, um, mine was invasive ductal carcinoma, carcinoma at the time, um, stage two, it was in several lymph nodes and, my treatment plan was 16 rounds of chemo. So the four rounds of AC, 12 rounds of Taxol. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to do a lumpectomy. I pushed for a bilateral mastectomy, uh, radiation. Um, and then obviously, you know, all the endocrine therapy um, treatments afterwards. And, and this is where BCI will come into play is at the very end of my plan. I always remember my doctor put five, seven or 10 years question mark. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, like, Doc, how do you know how long I'll be on this treatment? And she's like, well, we'll co- when we come to that, we'll decide. But based on your path features, based on how you do on, you know, chemotherapy and, you know, let, let's let's just take it one step at a time. 
Little did I know what an aromatase inhibitor would do when I was done with therapy. I mean, AIs, they're amazing for what they do. I mean, they're they're really right. truly magic in the fact that they, because our bodies want to produce so much estrogen, especially as women, our bodies love the estrogen for all the so many important things. And the AIs really help stop that. But in that process, it, it it's so hard on our bodies. And essentially putting yourself into chemical menopause at such a young age, your body's like, um, no, and it fights back. Yeah. So, yes, you're preventing the cancer, but, you know, from the, were you ERP or positive, HER2 negative? Yes, my guess. I was hormone. Yep. yep. Hormone okay. positive, which is, I hate, and, and this is something yeah, that The I, best kind of cancer. Best cancer to have. <laughs> and I'm like, can people stop saying that? Because there I is know. the best kind of cancer to have. You know, yeah. um, it's still effing cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still cancer, people. Right, right. So, so yeah, luckily, luckily, you know, it's there's something like this for us to be able to say, OK, how long do I have to be on this when you start? Because this is brutal. It's brutal. yes. So what are so you went through the bilateral reconstruction, chemo? Uh, I'm sorry, reconstruction. Yes. So there was, it was several. So the reconstruction, okay. so I did the bilateral, I did my left breast mastectomy first. Um, this is kind of TMI, but you know, we're on, we're talking about medical things, right? Oh, yeah. So um, nipple and skin sparing is the newest thing. Mm-hmm. And they are doing it a lot now, especially if the tumor is far enough and they can get clear enough margins, they can save that, which is huge. And a lot of doctors don't offer that. Um, and some doctors are scared to do it. And my doctor was like, hey, Amy, I think you're the best candidate for this. Let's nice. try it. So we did that. And so I woke up from surgery and I'm like, oh, my God, I still have something there. I'm so excited because you go in this preparing for the worst mentally, right? Yep. You're thinking like, I'm coming out a new woman. I've already lost my hair, lost my eyebrows, I've lost my eyelashes. Now yep. I'm just going to have one side gone. How do I explain this to my child? There goes all my femininity. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's mentally exhausting. It's a roller coaster. Um, and so I was very, very lucky. Did the radiation on that side. My skin held up. I ended up having an oophorectomy because the Lupron injections were just yep. too much. Um, I'm sorry. I just, I couldn't do them. They were just. I, I, was, I decided I couldn't do it even before I started. I just, well, I was done. I was 46. I was done having kids and I was like, take the ovaries. But man, that surgical immediate menopause is no joke. <laughs> no joke. No joke. Yes. And I, I had a, I had a big decision to make. I didn't save uh, any of my eggs um, because of COVID. Yep. You know, I had so many decisions to make and the traveling back and forth was hard for my parents. We ended up deciding we would just get my treatment done in MD Anderson and stay in Houston instead of having to travel back and forth for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the easiest thing to do to be, because COVID was a blessing in disguise. I got to work from home. Yeah. So we stayed in our bubble um, for a very long time during my treatment. Um, the last thing we wanted to do was for mommy to catch COVID during cancer treatment. Nobody knew what this thing was doing at the time. So it was in my best interest to do that and sell mm-hmm. us. And she stayed home from school as well. And so we did a lot of coloring, a lot of arts and crafts, a lot of reading, a lot of Netflix, mm-hmm. a lot of fun cuddle, movie days, movie nights. I mean, all the things that you can think of. We got creative with being at home. Um, so that was such a blessing. So moving on to surgeries, 
did the radiation, had an oophorectomy, then did a right breast mastectomy as well with n- nipple and skin sparing. And then this past February, I had my final reconstructive surgery. Yay. So, it's so yay. just being able to complete that. It's like, okay, I can move on now. But yes. it's definitely not easy on your body, all of those things. And no. in terms yeah. of, I mean, I'm so like happy for you that you could do all the, the skin sparing and nipple sparing. I was not able to. And so I actually had my nipples tattooed later on, which is, it's a whole nother journey as well. But absolutely, I love the options that are all out there, especially, I mean, the, every year there's new technology, new, new options out there for women. And it's really important to get the word out there for people to be their own advocate. Like you you chose to do the left first and the right later because you wanted, I am assuming, more symmetry. And so just love that there are so many options out there. So we are going to dig into so much more of your journey when we get back, but we do need to take a quick break. So listeners, please stay with us. If you'd like to make a donation to Breast Friends to help ensure that no one goes through cancer alone, you can go to our website, breastfriends.org. You can also check out our patient programs there to see what we can do for you or a loved one. So stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Younger women with breast cancer face unique challenges that their older counterparts do not. The I Rise Above Foundation provides young women with targeted, age-appropriate and integrated health and wellness resources, along with tools that enable them to rise above the residual effects of breast cancer so they can heal and live well. iRISE connects young women with breast cancer to a community of like-minded thrivers with the same goals. Go to iriseabovefoundation.org for more information. Team at Epic Sciences constantly strives to push the boundaries of medical technology finding vital answers to personalize and transform healthcare. Define MBC is a liquid biopsy test from Epic Sciences that evaluates key biomarkers such as ER and HER2 status to help create care plans for patients with metastatic breast cancer, all through a blood draw. If you are interested in learning more, please visit definembc.com. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, 
please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Michelle Beck, and my guest is Amy Tamez. We are talking about how she was a young single mom when she was diagnosed and how she has came through her journey even better and now has found a job at an amazing company to give back and this amazing test that we're going to talk about, the Breast Cancer Index Test. So, Amy, we've talked a little bit about all the physical things you went through. How were your emotions when you were going through all of this? Uh, You know... Oh gosh, I was a wreck, um, to say the least. You, how could you not be, right? Um, I think the first—it's it's a very surreal thing. Um, you don't think it's going to happen to you. It becomes a roller coaster. Not to mention when it's hormone-based, you're messing with hormones when you're on chemotherapy, steroids, um, all the emotions that come with it. You know, my first thought when I got diagnosed was. I can't die. I can't die. No, because yeah. you're a mom. You have that responsibility. You, yeah. you, need to, you need to be there for Stella and do everything in your power to make sure that you watch her grow and have grandkids and all of those things. Yeah. yeah. That's everything re- that goes through your mind and so much more. Yeah. And I remember, um, you know, obviously my parents were devastated. I think that was the most, that was the hardest thing for me to watch was and was seeing my parents have to see their daughter go through something like that. You never, you never want it to be um, your, your daughter, I think, right? You'd rather it be you than your child, always. A hundred percent. Always. Um, so I remember this one picture, um, Sel and I always take like a yearly picture somewhere with a good friend of ours. And I reached out to her when I got diagnosed and, you know, you go through all the scans, right? They make you do the PET scan and the MRI. Like, okay, it's in your lymph nodes. Let's make sure it's not anywhere else. And in that time frame between finding out those results, you're kind of like numb. Mm-hmm. And I said, I need to prepare for the worst, hoping for the best, but prepare for the worst. Mm-hmm. And I asked a friend of mine to take photos of us. And she took them out at the beach at South Padre. And it was so symbolic because that day there was a storm rolling in and through the Gulf. And she captured the storm behind our pictures. Mm. And I'll have to share that picture with you because it was just so symbolic of that point of our life. Mm -hmm. We were in the middle of a storm. But the smile on my daughter's face and my face and the love that's portrayed in them said it all. And it was. I just got chills. Sorry. No, it's a good thing. It was was so important to me to make sure that if anything did happen to me, I had lasting memories Mm -hmm. for Stella. And I created videos for her and journals for her um, talking about the love I had for her and how important she was to me. And it just, it, it brings out a different side of you. You know, I remembered at that point I needed to do some mind, body, soul healing as well. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have time for drama. I didn't have time for toxic. I didn't have time for anybody that was not on my team. Yep. And cancer will teach you. 
who's in your corner. It definitely does. Who sh- it's very surprising often who shows up when they're not expected to. And then the people you think are going to be there are not always there because Absolutely. not everyone can handle something of this. Um, I can't think of the right word caliber. Yes. And yeah. And it's, it's not often it's times like I, it's not because they don't love you or they just don't know how to deal with something so challenging. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's hard. It, it makes some people run. It scares them off. They don't know how to be supportive. Um, it's too emotional, too depressing for them. Um, but I, I do remember who, who did show up, who yeah. reached out, who created a GoFundMe because they didn't know my financial situation. They didn't care. They just wanted to make sure that I had um, you know, enough finances for any kind of medical treatment, for housing, for travel, for food. You know, my parents were retired. Thank the Lord for that because they were So they by could my be there side. 100% for you and Stella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and it was the most ble- the most gracious gift anyone could give. Stella and I was just trying to give they tried, you know, gift cards, delivering food, whatever it was, gifts. I got gifts galore from people, which was so wonderful to me that people were thinking of me, cards, just blankets, quilts made for me. It was just the outpouring of love was was truly amazing for Stella and I. And then Stella got a bunch of stuff too. She got coloring books and, you know, just toys to play with from friends, Legos for us to build together. Mm-hmm. It was just the, the community was very, very supportive of it. And um, so many praying for me. And I think that was the best part of it was a, a community and a lot of prayers coming to me and prayer lists and people praying for me at their churches and different prayer lists at different churches. I mean, that was just, thank you for thinking of me. I have to tell everybody who did that for me. Thank you. You know, and it goes back to, you know, anybody that I hear that's needing prayers, I'm doing it back. My prayer list is very long every night with my daughter. And that was something Sola and I would do every night. We pray together. Um, we talked a lot about life. Um, I made sure to go through pictures and talk to her about things when she was a baby and when she was in mommy's belly and give, give her stories and write my stories for her and just make sure that I kept mementos for her of mommy. Um, but through every step, she was a trooper. Uh, I would laugh because I'd come home with these awesome drains, right? And I say awesome <laughs> because I'm being... The, yeah, <laughs> the really awesome drains. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, mommy, those look like alien arms. I'm like, yeah, they kind of do. And she'd sit there and lay with me in bed and hold my drains and say, mommy, it's getting full. I think we, it's time to clean your drains. Oh. And she'd stand there and she'd watch me do this. I'm like, so this doesn't gross you out. She's like, no, I'm going to be a doctor one day. Oh, I love that. And it's actually a blessing that she was so young because she doesn't remember, she's not going to remember the scary parts of it. Whereas older children do, and they have a bad association with cancer. And Stella's like, wow, I get, I got a lot of home time with mom and we made a lot of memories. And she's also going to have all of the photos and the journals and she'll remember the stories you told her, but she's not going to remember what you went through. So that is definitely a blessing. And it sounds like your faith was a huge part of your journey as well. Definitely huge part of it. Um, you know, I had pastors that are really good friends of mine that I would call on a regular. We were doing Bible studies. 
I really felt connected to the Lord in a deeper way than I think I ever would. And I, I, I this may sound crazy, but um, he would talk to me. I would ask him to send me people, signs, signals to talk to me through use people to use people. Um, and there was one significance, and I remember we were in this little town home that was covered with pretty trees, and there was a little playground outside. And Stella and I spent a lot of time outside. Um, in our little courtyard, there was nobody around. It was always really empty. And the amount of ladybugs that would show up while we were playing outside in this little courtyard was just unbelievable. We'd find them in our cars, on our cars, on our clothes, in our hair, coming in from playing, <laughs> on our windows. I mean, that was just such a symbol to me. And that was... I think the ladybug was always something we looked for. So every time I had a scan or a surgery coming out, um, you know, I always asked the Lord to send me a little sign. There was a ladybug that would appear. And Stella would say, Mommy, God's with us. There's that ladybug. And so she was able to get closer to the Lord, too, because she knew how much faith we had um, as a family together. We'd say... We'd take communion every night and say the prayer and she would start to say the prayer. And anytime I had a moment and I would cry, mommy, it's going to be okay. God is with us. You're going to be just fine. You're going to grow old with me. And I said, that's all my prayer is, baby, is to grow old and see you grow up. And she Mm -hmm. goes, don't worry. I just don't want you to be a grandma. I don't want to lose you as my mommy when you become a grandma. I said, oh, you're never going to lose me as your mommy. That's (laughs) so sweet. But she's the sweetest kind of soul. So, like, I I wish she was here right now so she could pop on and say hi. Mm -hmm. Usually she likes to pop in my Zooms and tell everybody hello. I love that. (laughs) My my son's a little more nervous. I actually did an episode a while back. There's an organization called Camp Kesem, which provides free week-long summer camps for kids whose families have been affected by cancer. And he started going when he was six, like literally a week sleepaway camp. And I will send you that info because they're amazing. But I had one of the counselors on who was actually one of my son's counselors. And so my son came on the show and talked about his experience with them. And he was really nervous because, you know, he knew that his voice was out there. But afterwards, he's like, that was amazing. So I was like, yes. But um, anyway, if you have kids out there, listeners, check out Camp Kesem because they are 100% 100% the real deal. Um, so I want to dig in now. We've talked okay. a lot about your faith and what you've been through, but I want to start talking about biotheranostics and the breast cancer index test. So now I'm going to get you into sales mode for a minute. Tell okay. us, so as if, if I was a doctor who knew nothing about the test, give yeah. me your pitch. Okay. So this test is a two-in-one test. It is for your early stage hormone positive breast cancer patients. And it's going to help patients decide, you and patients decide whether they can stop their aromatase inhibitor or tamoxifen at year five or continue out to year 10. We have validation studies that are showing that basically all the toxicities that patients are being exposed to don't need to happen if that test comes back as a no. Two simple answers, a yes or a no. Yes, you continue out to 10 years or no, you stop at the five. Very simple. And then you get that late distance recurrence rate that'll also help you make that decision as well. We take that original tumor type and it goes through gene sequencing testing. And it's super easy. There's no poking, needling. We take your original tumor. It literally is the best test ever. (laughs) So easy. So easy. So, I mean, I'll share my results. So I was, 
when, first of all, when I got the opportunity, a recruiter reached out to me. This job found me, by the way. When I say my faith was big, it was big. It was like, Lord, what are you leading me to next? It was meant um, to be. It was meant to be. She reached out to me. I spoke with the manager and I think we had about a two hour conversation. And I just absolutely, he just, he's a great friend of mine now. And um, I said, first of all, I want this test done. He's like, well, it's a little too early. You're only on year one and a half. And I'm like, um, no, I want to know. Like, I want to know now because I'm only a year in and I have these bone pains. My hands hurt. My feet hurt. I have osteopenia. I'm 38. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep, the hot. Hot flashes are brutal, not to mention the sexual dysfunction stuff that nobody talks about. And tells oh, I you, do. This is coming. <laughs> okay, well, then we'll, we'll have to have a podcast about that one later, friends. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's just so much that comes with it that people don't warn you about. And so I go to my appointments and they're like, how are you doing? And I'm cancer free. So at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm great. Everything's fine. And then I go back home and then I'm like, oh, why do my hands hurt? It's the anastrozole. Um, why do my feet hurt? I'm stiff. Like I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm going to get up and be not really be able to walk around until my joints really warm up again. It's, it's heavy. It's heavy. And I'm a very healthy young person. So I can't imagine what it is like for somebody who's elderly to be going through this. And so it's such a great test just to have, to be able to know. And again, I'm speaking on my behalf. This is not from the company. This uh-huh. is me talking to you about what has helped me through this journey. I have a little girl. She wants me to run around and play soccer with her. She wants me to go swimming with her. She wants me to skip and jump and and do all the things and ride bikes with her and walk to school. And, you know, I've obviously done several things on the naturopath side to help me. Yep. Um, I've done all you, the things. Mm-hmm. Acupuncture. Oh, my God. Acupuncture saves my life. <laughs> Same here. Infrared saunas, the Hocket, detoxing, IV therapy. I mean, I do it all. And none of that's covered by insurance, by the way. Yep. Let's talk about how all of those, we have, to, we have to fix those side effects from this medication. How do we do it? It's all out of pocket for us. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that there are some that can't even do that. Portability is a huge thing for breast cancer index. Over the age of 65 and Medicaid, no cost for them. That's amazing. They get it for free. Why not? I was, um, actually, I did have one question still about how the test actually works. So they, biotheranostics, they go reach out to the hospital. And is there actually samples of the tumors? Or how do they get the information from your personal tumor to put into their magical computer database? Great, great question. So we request, um, once they send in an order, we request pathology reports. And from that pathology report, we will request a pre-treatment specimen. So whether it's a mastectomy, a lumpectomy, or a biopsy that has not been touched by chemotherapy or radiation, we will use a sliver of that um, to test on. And so we reach out to the, the lab. We do all the work on the back end. There's yeah, nothing so like I the had, hospital has to do. I had no idea that they actually kept all of these things. I was they like, do. <laughs> 10 years. They keep it at least for 10 years. Some keep it. I want to say MD Anderson keeps it forever. Um, But ask your local hospital and they usually have it somewhere in a warehouse or storage unit. But yeah, they they keep all your blocks. Mm -hmm. It's kind of creepy, but it's a good thing. (laughs) It's a really great. It's really great Mm -hmm. for clinical trials and research and things that they're doing because you can always volunteer 
your Mm -hmm. specimen for some kind of clinical trial. You just, you don't know, you know? That's amazing. Now, the, um, who is the main population that BCI helps? Is it, is it younger women, older women, or does it matter? It doesn't matter. So any hormone positive early stage breast cancer patient. So it'll test up to three nodes. Um, It has to be an invasive um, ductal carcinoma. And so it's, it's, it's really hormone positive, HER2 negative, HER2 positive. We have validation studies and all of that. Now, you had mentioned earlier, and I, I wasn't aware of this. I thought it was just for the AIs. It can also help you determine your tamoxifen um, continuance. Is that correct? Yeah. So any endocrine therapy, whether it be tamoxifen, wow, okay. letrozole, anatrozole. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anastrozole. Yes. yes. Yep. That's amazing. Because tamoxifen, yeah. it's it's like it, it works differently. And I, I know enough about all this to be dangerous. So, you know, no one should take my word for it. You should all do your own research on this. Yes. yes. <laughs> But, but, but it, you know, it's, it's all not fun and there are toxins. And so there's no need to be on it. If your tumor is not responding to estrogen signaling, why continue to be on a medication that's just creating toxins? You start to feel better when you're off an astrozole. The weight starts to come off. You can work out. You can live a health. There are so many things that we can control. Eating, juicing, acupuncture still, you know. And for me, when my doctor told me, oh, my results were a no, by the way. And no, I stop at five years. Didn't know how to feel about it at first, but then I was like, oh, heck yes. Like, I don't need to take this stuff anymore. And I'm a 10%. That means a 90% coming back chance of it not coming back. 10% chance of late distant recurrence. I just am going to be scanned more. I just am asking for more um, checkups every three to four months versus six months or instead of a year. So I'm at that mark where I can start doing yearly ones, but I've asked them to continue to doing six months ones for me because I'm so young. So oh, I same. just want to be careful. I'm, I'm, I'm 51 and my doctor a few months ago, he's like, yeah, I'll see you in a year. I was like, oh, hell no. You'll see me every six months for a while. <laughs> but I was also a no and I'm at 2.9%. Oh, that's awesome. Literally, I got my test results and I sobbed because my, I know. my quality of life was awful. So we're going to talk so much more about this listener. So please stay with us. If you would like to be my guest on here or share your warrior story for me to read on the air, please email me at michellebeck at breastfriends.org. We'll be back in just a minute. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Younger women with breast cancer face unique challenges that their older counterparts do not. The iRise Above Foundation provides young women with targeted, age-appropriate, and integrated health and wellness resources along with tools that enable them to rise above the residual effects of breast cancer so they can heal and live well. iRISE connects young women with breast cancer to a community of like-minded thrivers with the same goals. Go to iriseabovefoundation.org for more information. The team at Epic Sciences constantly strives to push the boundaries of medical technology, finding vital answers to personalize and transform healthcare. Define MBC is a liquid biopsy test from Epic Sciences that evaluates key biomarkers such as ER and HER2 status to help create care plans for patients with metastatic breast cancer, 
all through a blood draw. If you are interested in learning more, please visit definenbc.com. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Michelle and my guest is Amy and we are talking about the amazing breast cancer index test and her journey and what she had went through and how she's ended up here today after going through treatment basically alone at MD Anderson because of COVID, which that's no fun. And but we are we've moved on now to the breast cancer index test and all in all of its fabulousness. So Amy, this test you, when you think of something new like this, Myself, I imagine like this can't be cheap and gosh, is insurance going to cover this? What are the financial realities of something like this for patients who are interested? That's such a great question. You know, um, doctors always have this question. Physicians always have this question. And I, and you know, when they tell me why they have this question, I understand as a patient, the medical expenses have piled up. Um, They're absolutely crazy. And so the last thing they want is another huge bill, right? Um, so for Medicare and Medicaid patients, it's 100% covered. There is no cost to the patient, which is absolutely amazing. For the commercial patient, there are options. Are We have a great patient services team that will reach out to the patient on the back end. Um, they always make sure if there needs to be a um, prior authorization done, they do it. They're the ones that contact your insurance you know, obviously deductibles need to be met, but they will always offer a cash price of $9.95, um, which is not too terrible. There's payment plans, but the best part, a financial assistance program. We have a wonderful team that will help patients get that financial assistance program approved. You just got to send in the paperwork for it. It's a little bit on your end, but they end up, patients end up paying zero to $100. I have had very, very, very... I can count them on one hand, mm-hmm. few cases where a patient got billed um, something over $100 because of either they didn't send in their financial stuff, they have a huge deductible. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, these patients are three or four years out wanting this test um, right before they get to that five-year mark. That's usually when doctors are ordering the test for patients. Like, okay, we're up to the five years. Are we continuing now or are we stopping at the five years? And so... Insurance may be a little bit different than for those commercial patients, but reach out to our patient services team. I mean, we can definitely post the number at the bottom and post the website and everything for, mm-hmm. for patients to call when they get their tests. Just, and they'll call you. Just answer their calls. 
they'll call you back. They're wonderful people. They'll talk to you about your options and try to do the best thing for you. So I work for a wonderful company that really looks out for the best interests of the patients, for sure. I I had the best experience. And shout out to Tara, who was my patient rep down in uh, San Diego. She was amazing. And we were talking about all the financial parts of it and I've got good insurance and, but still she's like, Oh, well, yeah, you know, depending on your deductible or where it's at or blah, blah, blah. She goes, it could be, you know, it could be a few thousand dollars, but let's look at other options. She goes, we do have the financial assistance plan. And she's like, you know, we just need to know your gross or your net monthly income. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to qualify because my husband makes good money. And I gave her all my numbers. My cost was a hundred dollars. See, And I was like, amazing that's so so amazing you know and i a lot of patients are always scared to answer the phone because they think it's spam um but i put put her into my i put her into my phone i was like we're having lots of conversations because i had questions and she was always helpful and and really was trying to get the make it as easy as possible for me and it really was so I literally I can't stop talking about how much I love this I'm so glad you're an advocate for it because that makes my heart so happy and you know we are having and I'm not sure if this is going to this is actually going to post after but in a couple of days we're having you as a guest speaker for breast cancer index and I can't wait to hear you live on that too so well, well, hopefully we're going to be talking about it a lot. Hopefully it will be taped and then the people can watch it later. Or they can yeah, use parts of it. Yes, absolutely. And we'll post it. We'll post it. Um, and listeners, I just told Amy over break or, or maybe on the show. I really can't remember, but because that's when my brain works. And I know you appreciate that and you don't care. But <laughs> I, I've been off my, my AIs. I tried all three of them. They were all awful on my body. The side effects, just as Amy was talking about, the joint pain. The, the hand and foot pain, the hot flashes. Literally, I had hot flashes where I would start to sweat. My glasses would fog up and sweat would just run down my body. And everyone else in the house is freezing. And I'm like, I, I cannot control my temperature. I had all the things. Yep. I've been off my meds since the end of May. And I went on a three-mile hike this weekend, like a true hike in Sedona, up mountains. And I feel like a whole new person. I can walk my dogs now. I can... I get back on my Peloton bike. I went, I started kayaking this summer. Like I can move my body again and yeah. I actually sleep. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank God for sleep. Yes. Um, so yeah, this test is amazing. Um, I'm so excited for you. Uh, granted, uh, you know, disclaimer, I took this test earlier than I was supposed to. Most people don't get it done until the three or four year mark. And the yeah. reason being is the first five years, it, the doctor, you have to be on it. We don't yeah. have validation studies showing that in the first five years, Right. So um, I pushed for it early, but I knew that I, even if I got a no, I still don't, still needed to be taking it because recurrence rates are higher between the first fi- in the first five years. Yes. So it's important that you don't stop taking it before the full disclaimer. Just want to put that out there. I don't want anybody thinking like, oh, if I get a no, I can get off of it right now. Right. No, no, no. You, this is all doctor's discretion. You discuss this with the doctor, but it is awesome for individualized patient um, treatment. You can yes. decide with your what your doctor, what risks you are willing to take um, when it comes to this medication. Some some get a yes and a 2%. You know, we I think, I don't know if we were talking about this on, we were recording and it was break two, my mind too, Michelle. You said a yes, no, no, well, and a I was 2.3. A, I was a, I do not need to continue. And I was yeah. a 2.9%. Yeah. 
And so one thing I do want to clarify too, you have to go through your physician to order this test. Absolutely. As a patient, you can't just be like, oh, uh, BCI or biothyronostics, get me that test. You need to do this in conjunction with your oncologist. And as Amy said, you got to get through the five years. For me, I had a new occurrence in my other breast after four years while I was on tamoxifen. Um, So, but that five-year mark is super important in the breast cancer survivorship rate and recurrence and all that stuff. So got to talk to your doctor about it. Absolutely. Make sure it's clear with your doctor. You make sure that you meet the patient criteria. Um, Again, if they want more information, they can just go to breastcancerindex.com, click on, you know, four providers, and they will reach out to one of the oncology executives that are in their territory to go and have a conversation with the doctor so they can learn more. We're always having virtual programs, dinner programs, speaker program. So we're definitely out there a lot. And a lot of survivorship groups are talking about it. You know, Instagram, you were saying Instagram, you learned about it on Instagram. Same here. I have friends reaching out to me. What are you posting this about? Can I get a BCI? How do I get it? So, you know, social media has been so helpful in the cancer community because I have learned about so many things, Signatera and, you know, just all the new drugs that are coming out for triple negative and you know, just all the the clinical trials and the new FDA approvals. It is so wonderful to be part of a community that is helping patients live longer lives. So you mentioned something that I'm not familiar with. What's Signatera? Um, I think that's a genomic sequencing test too. And it okay. looks at blood. Um, I can get you the information for that. So you can <laughs> talk to that girl. <laughs> because I, I don't know too much about it. I'm mm-hmm. still learning. But I'm going to be asking for the test myself too. Nice. Yeah, I did genetic testing, oh gosh, over 10 years ago when I had my first diagnosis and there was nothing on there. But honestly, at the time, they were really mostly checking for the BRCA genes and and other cancer genes. And I really do want to go back and test, have myself tested for all of the new stuff, the the CHECK2 and the P10 and all of these things. I do have a family history. My grandmother passed from metastatic breast cancer. So when you were talking earlier about like how hard it is on your parents, my dad, we watched my grandmother die from metastatic breast cancer, and then he had to deal with his daughter having it. Yes. And that was the word. I mean, yes, it was hard to tell my husband and the rest of my family, but telling my dad, oh my gosh, yeah. and we're, we're both criers. Like yeah. there, there are times when we can't even talk on the phone when something bad happens. We have to have a go-between. <laughs> but so the, fact that, the fact that I can talk about this now and tell them, I've had this test and I don't have to be on my meds anymore. And my chances of recurrence are so low. It literally has given me a whole new outlook for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely changes that question mark of it's the security blanket, right? Like I'm going to take it because I'm fearful. But if there's something that's showing you there's no need to take it and expose yourself, you can get back to working out and living a better quality of life at the end of the day. So I'm, I'm waiting for the... I think I'm on it about three and a half to two years or no, a year and a half to two years. So I'll be Mm -hmm. done in about three years. So, you know, by that point, you know, I'll be able to do more and work out more. And I've just started a new workout with infrared sauna therapy and, and yoga and Pilates and meditation to try to take care of my mental health as well. Um, Cause it's a struggle, you know, you deal with survivor guilt. Um, That's a big one. And, And I've struggled with that more recently because my aunt got diagnosed, my mom's sister, back in May. 
um, and she is stage four right now. And so we are dealing with helping her and, and being there for her and supporting her. And she's got 10 grandchildren and three Mm. children and, you know, she's, she's early 60s. So it's, it is starting to run in my family. We're BRCA negative as well. And, you know, but there's so much genetic testing that's coming out that it's so great to hear um, about it because so many don't know. And so this is wonderful that you do this podcast. I can't thank you enough for having me. Well, thank you. And one thing we want to talk about the um, there is actually a company out there. Well, there's a study. It's called the Wisdom Study. Mm-hmm. And they literally have women who are not have not been diagnosed. They can literally sign up to get a swab test of their cheek to tell them how um, their likelihood of a diagnosis, things they need to look out for. It's amazing. So if you go to joinwisdom.org, I think, but anyway, just look for the wisdom study. If you have not, have not been diagnosed, literally tell all of your girlfriends to sign up for the study because it will give you some peace of mind or how proactive you need to be. Amazing. It's, it's amazing. And that's, wow. I the the things that I've learned over the past couple of years in doing this podcast and what I'm able to share and if I can save or help one woman one woman at a time is what it takes. Absolutely, it does take it, and it's one day at a time and one yep. woman at a time. And I have been able to reach out to many women through survivorship groups. As a survivor, it's helped. It's very th- therapeutic for me. Oh, sharing job. the trauma makes it so much better. It does. it does. And finding a community of women who get it, which is how I found Breast Friends. I went in to volunteer and found support that I had no idea that I actually needed. Yeah. And five years later, I'm doing this. I, you know, yeah. I, I literally walked in the door and never left because yeah. I found my people. Yeah. And it just makes it so much better to be able to share and connect with women who say, who can say, I get it. Yep. You're not alone. You are not alone. We're so, never alone. And, yes. you know, this whole process, and I'm sure there's a lot of women that are going to be able to connect with me on this level, the process of going through cancer treatment during COVID, that was alone for me. I Every surgery, every treatment by myself, nobody could go into that hospital with me. And that was mm. the hardest part for my parents and my family was, was happening behind those sliding doors. You know, what's going on? And not be able to show them and see what it's like. But I will say that the cancer community, friends, survivors, people that have been through it, that was the most supportive thing I could ever have because emotionally nobody was going to understand what I was going through unless you actually went through it. And it's a terrible club to be in. But at the end of the day, we're all sisters because we share this one thing that brings us together and embrace that, embrace that, embrace the power of not being alone in this breast friends community because we really are breast friends. I don't care. This is my first time I get to meet Michelle face to face. And I know we're going to have a lot of conversations in person over zoom. I'm coming to oh. Houston in three weeks. So we're going to talk about that. Oh we're, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're definitely <laughs> scheduling a dinner or a lunch. So, I mean, it, it just, it opens up the doors to so many possibilities and so many things. Um, as a survivor myself, I'm open up to talking to women one-on-one as well. Full disclaimer, again, this is my journey, my testimony. I'm here to help um, with this, whatever I can. 
So thank you, Michelle, for having me. I'm so blessed to be a part of this. Amy, thank you so much. And we are sadly almost out of time. We could talk all day. Tell listeners again where they can find out more information about the test. Breastcancerindex.com is where you can go. And um, again, October 20th, we are having a patient survivorship um, virtual Zoom that Michelle is going to be on as well. And so this is going to be airing past that date. So we can post that link and hopefully have it recorded and do a playback for you guys. But if you need anything, breastcancerindex.com is where to go. All your questions will be answered there and you can send that to your provider and they can they can reach out to one of us. Amy, thank you so much for all the information and being here today. Such joy. And listeners, breastcancerindex.com. Amy Tamez is an employee of Biotheranostics, a logic company, speaks on her own behalf, and her statements reflect her personal views and interpretation. So, listeners, thank you for staying with us today, and hopefully you learned a lot. If you or a loved one need our services, please go to breastfriends.org to check it out. You can also donate there or text BF Radio to 41444 to help Breast Friends continue on its mission. Our show is available across all the major podcast platforms and Voice America's health and wellness channel. And you can also watch our episodes on the Breast Friends YouTube channel. Please like and subscribe. So if you would like to nominate yourself to be my guest or email me your warrior story, I'm at Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. We'll be back next week. And until then, remember, we rise by lifting each other. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Please join Michelle Beck again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We rise by lifting each other.